Hello, welcome back to Learning from a Layman. I am back with Cameron Christensen and that other guy, whose name? Tevia, if I were a rich man, Cox. Okay, all right. Um, be careful, because I can still mute you. <laughs> I've done it before. <laughs> uh, okay, so this time we're going to talk a little bit about uh, holiday traditions. So um, Christmas, uh, uh, Thanksgiving, if this goes up before Thanksgiving. Uh, and there are other religious holidays, though we don't personally celebrate them, I don't think, unless Cameron and Tim have not told me that they're Jewish. Um, so... Uh, yeah, where we put up all the boxes. <laughs> Boxing day? Okay. Anyway, so there are lots of uh, religious holidays, interesting ones. Uh, like I said, I'd, I'd need to invite, uh, I'd, I'd, in order to get better sampling of Jewish holidays, that we'd probably need to have somebody that's Jewish on here to discuss those with us. I don't think any of us are qualified to discuss much about Hanukkah or the other Jewish holidays, um, but uh they're interesting, and I recommend uh, looking into them. Um, but we're going to talk a little bit more at the holiday, either uh, generically American holidays or Christian holidays, ones that we have a little bit more familiarity with. Festivus. Okay. Yeah, Festivus and Kwanzaa. We can't forget those either. Right, there you go. Once again, ones that we culturally or uh, religiously have experience with, guys. I don't think uh, – okay, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> no African-American, I can't. Uh, I was going to say, I don't think we have a lot of experience there either, though we could potentially get someone on to talk about that, but not uh, not us, per se. Um, okay. Now, we're going to start with, uh, like I said, this might go up for Thanksgiving. Maybe it'll go up after Thanksgiving, and you can plan for your next Thanksgiving. However, either way, we're going to now discuss Thanksgiving traditions. So, Tim, kick us off. What are some uh, American Thanksgiving traditions? Uh, give it... Do you know the origin of the Thanksgiving uh, holiday, Tim? Oh, it, okay. So, <clears throat> well, let's uh, the after it was uh, it goes all the way back to some of the early American settlers on in New England, surviving the winter with the help of the Wamp. Oh, I believe Squanto was a Wampanoag Indian. Um, I can mostly say that because. Bethany was just reading to the girls about it. But anyways, and um, after surviving, they had a feast. Everyone got together and they ate, you know, and enjoyed the the harvest. Um, I don't know when it became an official holiday. I want to say early 20th century, maybe. But um, I will investigate. I I believe it was some lady that petitioned it to be actually become a national holiday. He wrote, um, I want to say hundreds of letters. Oh, really? President Roosevelt? Hundreds of letters to President Roosevelt. 1941 to President Roosevelt to uh, for it to become an official holiday. There now, we go. Before or after the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special? I, well after. I believe Schultz had it in his mind but probably <laughs> i know snoopy was there at plymouth um with woodstock i mean they I had... can confirm yes <laughs> fact check true first that's right i just I would... information wow. just got from my 
smart spouse, uh, Lincoln proclaimed the first day of Thanksgiving. Oh, really? Oh, per- Lincoln proclaimed a, a Thanksgiving holiday, a day of Thanksgiving that would be celebrated. But it wasn't until 1941 that FDR named the fourth Thursday in November Thanksgiving Day. And it's been celebrated on that day ever since. So that's got wow. calendar. Okay. Well, there we go. That's that's why I have somebody that's smarter than me. And I say I think that uh, Katie is now uh, our official fact checker. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thank you, um, uh, Tim. Uh, any okay? So or Cameron? Let's uh let's talk tradition. So we got a little bit of the history, though. Um, for for more details, once again, you can see the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, fully factual. Well. More factual than you probably think, given it's a children's cartoon. But they're, uh, you know, the Snoopy thing, for sure. What? <laughs> no doubt. I mean, okay, but appropriate attire and everything. Yes. Okay. So other Thanksgiving traditions, uh, either family traditions, um, odd traditions that you've observed, uh, other things that might be cultural or unique to you. All right, I've got two things to say here. One, parades are way overrated. Ooh. So, maybe a parade. But, you know, just get early in the morning to go sit crowded together with other people in the fifth row on a sidewalk, freezing to death while you watch pieces of a float go by and marching band, you know, it's just, uh, anyway, you live in Arizona, how do you freeze? I've been to cold parades and when your body's adapted to warmer temperatures, the brisk, you know, it, it gets to you anyways. So it gets what, 70. <laughs> hey, don't, don't be, don't be hating just because you're jealous. You had your chance with Arizona, and you and you left. It's because it was too hot. It was making Tide Pods look delicious. <laughs> <laughs> but so on a on a more serious note, an actual uh, tradition that our family started in just the past few years, at least the the family that lives around me, is we will do a Thanksgiving breakfast. Because what we find is that Thanksgiving afternoon and evening is always that's a that's high priced real estate. Everyone's doing stuff. And and so, you know, everyone's competing with this side of the family and that side of the family and trying to figure it out. And it's a big headache. So we always we get everyone together Thanksgiving morning and have a nice breakfast all together because ain't nobody doing nothing on Thanksgiving morning except, you know, cooking and stuff. So. That's our that's one of our traditions that we started recently, because that way we can all get together on Thanksgiving and not have to worry about who can make it, and who can't. Nice. Cameron, I like it. Um, well. My role in Thanksgiving and some of the traditions, I think, have fluctuated over the last um, 10 years that I've been married. Uh, it used to be pretty much wake up early, do a uh, early morning swim to stay in shape, and uh, 
then eat a whole bunch of food and maybe help out with my mom with cooking and stuff, right? Does that sound about right? Way more of that uh, for you than me. (laughs) I never helped cooking. At least if I did, things went badly. (laughs) I I seem to have picked up the cooking gene a little bit better, I guess. Clearly. Uh, Yeah. Um, Interestingly, so I know that um, so turkey is is like the thing, right? Obviously, everyone knows that if you're in an American. Generally, I guess if you're not an American, you probably know that Americans eat turkey on Thanksgiving as well. Um, and that was uh, that's also original to the uh, first Thanksgiving that Tim referenced in our history lesson. Um, they the pilgrims did eat wild turkey. Um, however, so nowadays it's very much the thing. Um, if you know, so so Turkey has uh, a particular, is it tryptophan? Is that what it is, Cameron? Is it the the uh, thing that makes you tired. There's a like a chemical in it. Um, I don't know if it's tryptophan. Anyway, a chemical in Turkey that makes you tired. So generally, after you eat a large meal, the blood going to your stomach, away from your head, makes you tired. That's why you sit back, watch a stupid football game, and fall asleep. Um, or generally try to talk to your family, in which case you may not be able to fall asleep if someone's fighting. However, um, heated uh, discussions, tradition. Exactly. <laughs> Especially once you have in-laws. Um, uh, no, they, uh, the turkey tryptophan has an additional chemical that makes you tired, though. And so it's, it is not – if you've ever felt that uh, excessive tiredness on Thanksgiving after eating Thanksgiving dinner, it is not solely to, uh, uh, attributed to the amount you ate but also the, uh, the chemicals involved. Um, so but t- uh, turkey has always been a thing that we've done. We're very traditional in that way, I guess. But however, our uh, Matt – uh, who's not on this podcast but has is a frequent uh, co-host here um, is not a particular fan of turkey um, very much dislikes it and I believe now will demand steak on Thanksgiving <laughs> right Cameron is that what uh, uh, yeah we used to do ham but then some of the other cousins that we have is are not fans of ham so um steak and then i believe one year we did chinese food for thanksgiving that sounds about right yeah because what's what's more uh, culturally american than chinese food that's right uh, my parents when they lived in china they weren't able to get turkeys at least not at a reasonable price and so they would do ham um by the way, I think I think uh, in Chinese the, the translation since turkey is not a, a traditional word there was fire chicken. Carl, can you fact check me on <laughs> that? Sounds right. I know I at one point knew that, but I I honestly I can't fact check you unfortunately. Wait, wait, Tim, uh, G- chicken. How how would you does that ring a bell? Quaji. 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 That would be. I believe that's fire chicken. But I don't know if that's how you say turkey or not. um oh and also on the speaking of fat checks i i looked it up sorry squanto was a pawtuxet um from the pawtuxet tribe but it was the wampanoags who the pilgrims made an alliance with and they were invited to that first feast so sorry oh by the way 
So, uh, as long as we're doing fact checks, thank you. Uh, I just found out I'm, I'm incredible at Mandarin Chinese. Cool. That's, that's how you say turkey. So I got oh. the tones wrong, but the uh, yes, huoji. That's uh, that's t- turkey in Chinese. So as useful as that is, you're welcome. Thank that. Use that, everyone who's listening. Use that as a conversation starter at your next uh, party or social gathering. And now you know why we don't invite Tim to uh, social gatherings. Jealous. I'll, I'll be sure to say huoji during this Thanksgiving. Please do. Yeah, see how that goes over. Um, (laughs) I can teach you other Chinese uh, words to say uh, that would also get a conversation going. (laughs) 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 Okay. Um, (laughs) Let's see. Uh, Other other Thanksgiving-related things that are interesting. Um, Obviously, outside of the United States, there are other Thanksgiving holidays. I once had a uh, Canadian friend that that they celebrate a different Thanksgiving uh, day. I don't remember what uh, day of the year that is, so our Canadian listeners should probably let me know. Because uh, I forgot. I can sing O Canada, though, if, if you want me to. I won't. Um, October, I think. Canadian Thanksgiving October. is in October from my official fact checker. Oh, there we go. Okay. Um, I do have a friend. and Well, I don't even have to reference him just as a friend. If you go back and listen to our solar panel podcast, we've got Gary Newvine. Um, he is uh, Native American and um, some of Native American – got a culture he's a he's a mix uh, uh culturally so but native american heritage and then married an australian um and so they don't celebrate uh thanksgiving in the same way uh he said they very they play it very low-key <laughs> but um yeah so generally thanksgiving not exactly the same elsewhere but um an interesting uh american traditions that surround it and uh this year being very unique that way. Um, I won't comment on what I think you should do. Uh, I will say that generally following the law is a good idea. Family is very important. So whatever, you know, um, do what is, what was that, Tim? Oh, sorry. And I was saying, I, I think that um, the, the our national conversation is, is bringing to our attention that maybe we, we need to be sensitive to <laughs> to how um, the the fallout of a lot of the events of our um, national history had real consequences for for the uh, Native Americans, and that's something I don't think we just need to throw out Thanksgiving. But you know, you can make that a, can make that a part of the conversation and, and recognizing and, and respecting it. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. Uh- thought you were more going with just the covid thing right now uh, i was i don't i think tim took us back to where i mentioned that gary is part native american but also covid yeah Mm. (laughs) yeah so covid hopefully a short-lived pandemic uh, restrictions to thanksgiving uh, said you do what you and your family are are comfortable with try to obey the law where you can um and i also mean that in the way of don't assault anyone if you get together with family um Hopefully, try to keep politics out of Thanksgiving t- this year. Just good just luck. Thankful for. Yeah, exactly. Um, Stick with the positives. Um, yeah. So lots of good things to be grateful for. 
uh, Thanksgiving a good time to think about that as well. All right, let's move on briefly here. Lots, I said, lots of different holidays coming up, but uh, so we're going to stick with the major ones and ones that we have a lot of experience with. So we're coming up on Christmas in about a month. Uh, Cameron and Tim, real quick, give us, well, we won't go into all the history about Christmas. It's obviously once mostly a uh, Christian holiday. Um, uh, I believe the date came, uh, the actual day we celebrated on came from a pagan holiday, but uh, claimed by Christians, I believe, early, you know, first, second, third century, somewhere back there. Um, and so uh, since then, been largely a Christian holiday, lots of different traditions built up interesting weird stories about reindeer and men with hats and red stuff um but uh let's talk a little bit about traditions and the and interesting christmas facts or anecdotes briefly cameron um well um i i would like to point out that the jolly elf um that santa has become slash unbecome wasn't till i think it was i think early 1900s i think is when he kind of came around i will have my fact checker back check me on that but um i find it interesting before that you still had him as father christmas and other things like that where you know um we also did impish things and it wasn't just all this happy love fest that it's kind of moved towards i think or should be sorry just to add to that you can actually see that still reflected in some like christmas carols for example um the the idea of caroling was not always just this kind of light you know hearted pleasant oh we're gonna go sing a song at someone's door um, the, it was used to be more along the lines of like trick or treating, where it was a chance for the kind of poor people to go and hit up the their rich neighbors for <laughs> food and you know drinks. So so you can bring us some figgy pudding. The, yeah, now bring us some figgy pudding. We won't go until we get some. You know, so it. Um, actually, back in going back to um, the the Puritans and and the Pilgrims, uh, they uh, the early Americans frowned on Christmas. It was um, this was an excuse for people to you know get rowdy, and that's not a community-minded thing. So so yeah, Christmas. Um, I, I actually have read a little bit of a book called the battle for Christmas. And it talks about, yeah, how Christmas changed over the years um, and became much more family friendly in the past. I don't know the kind of since Dickens. Yeah. Well, I mean, even in Dickens, it, you can kind of see both sides of it. I mean, they talk about Caroline and stuff like that, but you can kind of see both sides of it as, there's definitely the poor people hitting up the rich and stuff like that. And you can kind of see the, the polarity. I think there's the starting to shift mm. necessarily. Um, also, I mean, if we do a little German um, with Krumpus, who actually comes with his elves and beats all the naughty children. Um, I, I don't know. I think we kind of miss some of that well, 
I think we miss a lot of the European stuff here in America, that there's consequences to our actions with our children versus um, just be good. <laughs> Not, well, if you're bad, something bad will happen to you, much like the old fairy tales More that we don't know anymore. Yeah, uh, a, a fine documentary on that called Krampus. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm not sure I call that a documentary of more <laughs> a horror film of Christmas, but yes. <laughs> um, Carl and I both had a teacher um, from that was that lived in Germany, and he did say that oftentimes the young men in the village. Um, would drink too much and harass Father Christmas. And if he did it too much, Krumpus would come along with his elves and actually beat the teenagers and young men in the village for harassing Father Christmas. So, Yeah, lots of different countries have different... Uh, yeah, so there's... Uh, I don't know how they're dealing with them in these uh, these times racially. There were some racially charged uh, particular practices in the Netherlands where they'd have uh, black people um, that would go around and punish little children uh, for doing naughty things around Christmas. I believe that also happened in Germany. Um, Sparta Pete. Um, lots of racial, I wouldn't even say overtones, literally just racial uh, stereotypes. Um these people, if they weren't black, were wearing blackface. So um, things that, uh, you know, we don't do anymore. And I don't know what they do in the Netherlands and Germany anymore with those types of uh, traditions. Uh, but certainly nothing, nothing I think we ever adopted here. Or if so, nothing I'm familiar with. So it must have been phased out way before my time. I, I think most of that has not happened here. Mostly just us with the sanctification and presence i think here in in the united states just more commercialized in mexico it's not santa who brings you presents but the three kings um, oh, nice yeah so then uh, by the way i was going to revisit the uh, date of christmas by the way because i hadn't uh really looked into that too much beyond what I thought I knew originally. It turns out that the date of Christmas was not necessarily drew, drawn from a pagan uh, holiday, but was just for, uh, so based on some Christian traditions and some calculations that they tried to make uh, what they thought the birth of Christ might be. Um, that some tradition that Christ was uh, conceived somewhere around the end of March, and so they put uh, nine months later the winter solstice and the calendars, as we go back and listen to our our uh, measurements of time podcast where we talked a little bit about calendars uh, but they tried to get it to the winter solstice which they uh, identified as december 25th the winter solstice i believe is actually either some september or did i say this september december december 25th uh at the winter solstice being either december 21st or 22nd i believe uh so not exactly spot on as they were not usually spot on with the calendars back then but that is actually the uh origin of the date of christmas is trying to uh, trying to actually calculate and based on some traditions figure out when christ might have been born according to what they uh said the early church i think the the third or fourth century uh, tried to identify so um that's a little okay. bit about that most solstices do fall. Pagans do there have some pagan, holidays. Yeah. 
on solstices. So that's that is true as well. Yep. So, um, so yeah, uh, we have talked a little bit about the um, Saint Pete, or uh, sorry, Saint Nicholas, um, and uh, how that came to Santa. Yeah, very much commercialized these days. Lots of Christmas, uh, but uh, in the religious communities, still very much focused on um, Jesus Christ. That being the obviously the origin of the holiday these days for those that are non-religious, um, very much also commercialized to the extent that it's expected um, that you can have Christmas even if you were not a a, a Christian of any variety. Um, so I believe it's celebrated in lots of different countries. Um, we hang up lights. Uh, some people better than others uh, as far as the light displays. But in the United States, it's a big deal to hang up lights outside and we uh, pay large amounts of uh, electricity bills to uh, in order to show off how well we can hang up lights outside and pretend like um, it's um, somehow a mark of our success in life or something. Christmas Tim or Cameron? Spirit. Christmas spirit. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I have a bit of a... <laughs> okay. I, uh, I, to be fair, I hang up some lights, uh, kind of. If it takes me more than half an hour, I get a bit testy about it, so. All right. Well, um, one of the traditions that I do, that we do do every year, is um, my wife and I, we love to watch Christmas movies. So, actually, this year... Um, we've already started watching some. Uh, don't hate me too much for that. Um, but we're actually <laughs> going to create a Christmas tree on one of our walls and uh, just hang up the movies that we're going to watch throughout the Christmas season, um, probably through December, because we watch a lot of Hallmark movies, and that does take up some time. It does. Yes, I've heard. I don't myself watch many Hallmark movies, but I know people. So, you know good me, for you. I yes, exactly. Good job. Uh, there are lots of good classic uh, Christmas movies. There's a Charlie Brown Christmas. Recommend. It's a good one. Um, one there's of Elf. Uh, you must also. watch Elf. Um, the. Uh, so what was that, Cameron? Miracle on Thirty First. Oh, there you go. Thirty Fourth. Not Thirty First. One of those streets. <laughs> Miracle uh, on prequel. 31st. That's, that's the prequel. Prequel, exactly, yeah. Love it. Uh, it's, a, it's a White Christmas. Ooh, it's, good one. It's a Wonderful Life and White Christmas. Yep. It's yep. a White Christmas. It's a White Christmas, Charlie Brown. <laughs> um, the Man Who Came to Dinner is a great Christmas movie. I thought you were going to say The Man Who Knew Too Little. Ooh. Also great and certainly worth watching on Christmas. <laughs> um, what okay, let's see. Favorites. Holiday. Oh, the holiday. Oh, have you ever seen that one with Jack Black and? I have seen that one. Cameron Diaz. It's been a long time. Is Jude that Law. not a Christmas movie? Is it? <laughs> uh, yeah. It's very much a Christmas movie. Oh, all right. One of my favorite Christmas traditions is raging about how the radio only plays terrible Christmas songs. Ah, yes. You know, it's funny because there are really good, there is really good Christmas music. And then there is really bad Christmas music. 
Yes. So, there are stars that take really good Christmas music and make it bad. <laughs> yes, that's true as well. Um, Let's just right now that simply having a wonderful Christmas time is one of the worst song, not just worst Christmas song, but worst songs ever. Can I also my heart? The what? No, no, that was well, trying to go with it. I I think that that's that's true. Any of these songs that get just uber repetitive, I I'm also not a fan. And this might offend some of our listener base, but Feliz Navidad is really a very low quality Christmas song. Sorry, it's well, hot garbage, you if you will. <laughs> Feliz Navidad was probably first sung by a three-year-old and uh, and then actually didn't go through any evolution afterwards. They just wrote it down exactly as a three-year-old sang it. Um, so that's a that's my feelings about Feliz Navidad. Um, I, uh, I do have Christmas songs that I like. Um, let's see, what ones can I mostly recognize? They're, they're, uh, the Christmas Rose... Uh, I know it in Dutch... Um, Christmas rose blooming. What is? Does what, anyone? Rose air blooming. It, yeah, there is a rose air blooming. That's the one, right? Low how a rose air blooming. That's the one. Thank you, Tim. I was close. A little German hen. That's a good one. Um, hmm. Anyway, yeah, that is lots of diff- yeah, uh, lots of good Christmas uh, music, lots of good Christmas traditions. Uh, let's let's wrap it up with one more uh, one more thought or, or tradition about Christmas. Uh, we'll hit uh, Tim first on this one. So one of my family's uh, favorite traditions is actually something that goes back to my grandpa. Um, he would booby trap the hallway. Um, so Christmas night, the kids would go to bed. And um, and then my parents started doing it with us when we were little. And so it became this kind of annual thing between the parents and the kids. We just called it traps. And, um, you know, when we were young, it was just little things. They'd put some, you know, poppers in the hall and wadded up newspaper. We'd have to get around. The idea was kids always wanted to get up early. But if we woke the parents up with the traps, we had to go back to bed. I don't think that ever happened, even though. We probably woke them up numerous times. But as we got older, we would things would get more sophisticated. So the kids, we would compile all of our tools and stuff. We'd have scissors, flashlights, pillows um, and baskets, all sorts of things. And our parents um, gradually got more sophisticated too. you know, motion sensors. Um, one year they. um made the entire walls of boxes through the hall that we had to get through. And then the following year, they actually filled the entire hallway with boxes. So we actually had to tunnel our way through and uh, tons of boxes. Anyways, so we had a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, actually, I think we played with those boxes more than we played with, like, any toys we got that Christmas. But (laughs) anyways... So traps was a, a fun family tradition for us. That's a good one. Yeah, that's uh, unique as well. Well, probably not in, um, in the sense of there is no new thing under the sun. So maybe you're not the only family in the uh, history of the world that's done that. But it is very cool 
and not a common tradition. I got to help with that one year for your, your youngest sisters. That was actually a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And, and that is the fun thing is that as you get older, you know, like now Christmas isn't kind of isn't very exciting for adults. But that that is something that makes it fun for the adults. You get to plant, you know, what what scheme can we come up with for the traps for this year? And so, we, you know, last year or no, maybe a couple of years ago, I helped my sister do an escape room theme traps for her kids. And, you know, yeah, just have some fun with it. There you go. All right, Cameron, last one. Um, I'm going to go just, uh, I think it's a very common one. Um, going for my wife's family, uh, we open PJs on Christmas Eve for all to wear and match and be cool. And then we watch, I believe it's the Muppets Christmas Carol. A classic. That's right. That is a good one. I am a big Dickens fan. So, um, yeah, I, uh, the Muppets take on it's pretty good. Pretty good. The book's better. So, um, I, <laughs> that's right. Just barely. Um, okay. So I was going to do a last one here. And this one's more of an anecdote than a particular tradition. But um, when we were young, we uh, were moving when I was uh, 10 years old. Um, and we were, uh, we were poor. Well, we didn't, yeah, I mean, it depends on what your definition of poor is, but we didn't have a lot of money and we had been doing a, what was that Cameron? You weren't particularly affluent. That's right. Um, and so, and additionally, we were moving the day after Christmas. So besides the fact we didn't have a lot of money, we also didn't have a lot of time uh, because lots of things were already packed away. But in preparation for that Christmas, uh, me and Cameron and Matt were all uh, gainfully employed doing a paper route. And if we have a younger listener base and you have no idea what a paper route is, shame on you. Um, go do your research. <laughs> Anyway, but we made some money uh, doing a paper route, and we decided, I believe, well over a month, maybe two months before Christmas, that we wanted to purchase a, a telescope for my dad, um, who was a, a amateur uh, astronomer, emphasis on the word amateur, and he had a relatively low-quality uh, telescope that was... Uh, on like very small and on the ground and so you had to get flat to like anyway it was uh, very frustrating and uh, very difficult to maneuver with so we decided we wanted to get him a new telescope and uh, we picked one out and um, decided we'd save up our money and buy our dad uh, this telescope and uh, we did this without the knowledge of either of our parents which we thought was pretty cool given we we're all pretty young uh, oldest matt was uh, early teens so um we saved up all our money. We picked out this, what we believe was a very clandestine spot to save our, I don't know why we decided that we needed to shove all of our money into the head of this porcelain snowman that we had uh, laying around the house. But that's what we did. Um, we shoved all the money into a porcelain snowman's head, and that's where we collected all of the funds until we finally had enough. We had arranged for our friend's uh, aunt to take us to... Uh, to the store to buy it uh, so that we could do this all without the knowledge of either of our parents. Unfortunately, our, our the best laid plans of mice and men and all that. So our, the aunt couldn't take us. Uh, we had to tell um, our mom. And so she took us. We got the telescope. Um, 
And that Christmas morning, the only, um, I believe we had a Christmas tree the size of about, well, let's see, a hand. What was that? Yeah, Yeah. maybe six inches. Yeah, maybe, maybe six inches. Uh, So, yeah, it was it was a a little a wee little thing. Uh, So we set the Christmas tree on top of the telescope. um, And that (laughs) was. And that was the uh, I don't remember what else happened that Christmas, honestly. I don't know what we got. I'm sure my parents got a some each one of us, I think, got a, a gift is what I remember. I think we got something to help us travel through to Utah. Dr- drugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe like a Yahtzee game or something like that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't say I don't remember, but the the, uh, the great part about Christmas and the tradition of uh, worth doing, worth uh, starting now, uh, whether or not you're Christian or, or otherwise religious or not, is the tradition of giving. So, um, you know, uh, most memorable gift I've ever given. There are other times I've given memorable gifts as well, but generally the gifts that you remember are not the ones that you get, but the ones that you give. So um, you got enough time now. Pick out somebody, pick out something you can give to them, do something memorable. And uh, those are the traditions that hopefully can can stick uh, and that make the world a better place. So, um, yeah, I appreciate everyone joining with the uh, tradition uh, list here and uh, hope you have a good, uh, good holiday season here. Uh, good. Merry Christmas. Uh, happy Hanukkah. Merry Thanksgiving. No, dang it. Happy Thanksgiving and all of that. And uh, we will sign off and we will see you back again next podcast. Happy Christmas. That's the one. Adios. That's not the one. <laughs>